Hi everyone, this is Chris Ashley. So good to be back with you for episode two. Um, so just really quick, if you wanna get my free PDF download, you can head over to changeyourmindtochangeyourreality.com. And as soon as you just sign up for my newsletter, you'll get a free PDF guide to help you design and create your dream life and get started doing it in as little as a week. So head over there. Um, so yeah, today I want to talk about quantum physics. So, you know, one of the biggest things that we can change our mind about is who we really are and what this reality is all about. And I mentioned last time that one of my favorite statistics is that we only use 0.0035% of or we only see 0.0035% of the visible light spectrum, meaning that so much of our reality is invisible to us. So quantum physics has showed us some pretty trippy things about reality and made us really question uh, what's really going on here. So there's this famous experiment in quantum physics and you pretty much can't read any quantum physics textbook or hear about this kind of stuff without talking about this experiment. It's called the double slit experiment. So the way it works, um, there was uh, just picture like a board and it has two slits in it that are side by side. And they're just like long, skinny, narrow rectangles. Behind that board is a wall or um, a screen. And then in front of this, this board with the slits is a machine. So this machine would send particles out through those two slits. And it would send um, electrons, which are mass particles, right? Matter particles, I mean. And it would send photons, which are light particles and other kind of particles. And it would send them through these slits and they would hit the screen on the back. So there's two types of patterns that could emerge. One is a particle pattern, meaning if you imagine marbles being sent through those two slits, pretty soon the pattern that's gonna be on the back wall is gonna pretty much match those two slits, right? Because those little marbles can only go into those little rectangles, right? So the pattern that they hit the back wall with mimics those little slits. And then there's a wave pattern. So if you imagine water being sent through those slits, um, water, as it comes out of the slits, expands, right? That's when it sends out ripples. And as it goes through the two slits and each one expands, they hit each other and it creates this interference pattern. So the pattern that hits the back wall or the back screen is what we call a wave pattern. So it kind of looks like um, the rectangle shape, except it's really, um, really bright or really um, kind of dense in the middle. And then it kind of goes out and out and out and it gets lighter and lighter and lighter. So those are the two types of patterns. So, you know, scientists, they first try to, which is one slit and they sent an electron through it. And the pattern that emerged on the back screen, the back wall is, was a, pat a particle pattern, exactly what they expected to happen. So then they added a second slit into that, into that board. And what they expected to happen was to particle patterns that would be on the back wall, right? That's what you would imagine because again, they're sending an electron through and electron is matter. Well, they got a wave pattern. So how could that be the case? Could it be that this electron somehow split into two and those two hit each other and ran an interference pattern? Did an electron somehow turn from a particle into a wave from the time it left the machine to the time it hit that back wall. 
and the scientists couldn't figure it out because that kind of defies our knowledge of physics, our knowledge of reality, right? So what they did is they set up a detector, a camera, right? Something that could watch this happen so that then they could be like, okay, this is what happened. The particle went through this slit that hit off this wall, whatever. Um, so they set up this detector and they ran the experiment again. And instead of a wave pattern on the back wall, they got a particle pattern. And they're like, that's weird. That's not what just happened. They took away the detector. They got the wave pattern. They put the detector back. They got the particle pattern and it kept happening over and over again. So pretty interesting. The only difference in these two scenarios was that something was observing this, this uh, electron, right? So by simply observing matter, it made it change its shape, its function, its properties. And they're like, okay, this is really crazy, but we're going to run another experiment called, um, oh, what is that experiment called? Uh, the, the delayed choice experiment. So they're like, this time we're going to figure it out. So what they did is they set up um, a detector farther away from the wall so that when something went through that slit in the board, it would hit the, the wall first and then the detector would pick it up after. Oh, but I forgot a key component. So what they did, they did this one with photons of light and they put this special crystal right by the slit that would split that photon of light into two equal parts. So one part would keep traveling forward and hit the wall. And the second part would kind of go off at another angle. They would go off at angles kind of like that. And the angle, the one that would pass the wall would pass the detector, but it would pass the detector. It would take longer to pass the detector than the other one would take to hit the wall. So the one that would hit the wall first would, that would happen before the other one passed the detector. So they did that and they kept getting a wave pattern. Then they took away the detector and, no, pardon me, they kept getting a particle pattern. And then they took away the detector and they kept getting a wave pattern, same thing. But this is kind of crazy because not only was something observing it and making a photon of light change from a particle to a wave, but it was also changing something that happened in the past, right? Because that photon, that first photon hit the board before that second photon passed by the detector. So pretty crazy. It brings up a lot of questions, right? Like, what is reality? Do all forms of matter and light, including us, change in some way when no one's looking? And why does observing something make it change in the first place? And then there's that old question, right? If a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, does it still make a sound? And I guess the best question of all is, you know, if we think about this, that something simply passively observing matter or light can make it change. So what about when we purposely put our energy onto something, when we focus on something deliberately rather than passively, can we make it change? And that's kind of how quantum physics in a sense kind of backs up the law of attraction. So what is the law of attraction? Let's talk about that for a moment because it's gonna be something I'm referring to a lot throughout my podcast, my YouTube, uh, social media, wherever you're watching this, cause it's gonna be all over. 
So the law of attraction is a universal law that says whatever you focus on is what is going to, you're going to attract into your reality. So if you focus on something that you don't want, you're going to focus, you're going to bring that thing into existence in your reality. It's going to manifest. If you focus on something you do want, you're going to, you do want, you're going to bring that thing in. So, you know, an example that a lot of law of attraction coaches talk about is money, right? If you constantly think about how you are in a lack of money and you have bills to pay and you're not making enough and all this stuff, and all you're going to attract into your life is more lack, right? More circumstances that make you feel like you don't have enough money. Maybe there'll be more bills coming in or um, a paycheck again, that doesn't make you feel like you're able to live in a comfortable kind of way. So, um, part of, part of the thing we need to do with the law of attraction to make it work is we need to put ourselves on the frequency of the thing we want. So if you think about it, like a TV channel, if you're watching the history channel and you want to watch animal planet, you can hope for animal planet to happen all day long and animal planet's not going to turn on until you pick up the remote and you actually change the channel. And that's kind of what we have to do with the law of attraction. We have to put ourselves on the frequency of the thing that we want. And that is how we put out that energy and attract that thing to us. There's other things we can do, like feel gratitude for already having that thing, pretend we already have it. And those are kind of ways of putting yourself on that frequency. It's kind of like fake it till you make it. And then the universe doesn't know the difference between you pretending that you already have that thing and you having that thing. So it sends you that thing and it sends you more things that are on that same energy, that same vibration, because everything's energy, everything's vibration. And your thoughts create things, right? Your thoughts create your reality, your current life, your relationships, your job, your health, your every circumstance in your life is a direct reflection of your current thoughts and the way you feel about yourself, the way you feel about the world around you. So outside circumstances such as money, the weather, being in a great relationship, those don't make you happy. They just amplify it, right? You are the one that makes you happy by thinking thoughts that put you on a happy frequency, by choosing to be happy, changing your mind and deciding to be happy. And the same thing with being not happy, right? That's a choice as well. And you can, in a split second, decide that you want to be happy if you're not happy. So if this is a little bit hard to understand, then think about it like this. Everything that you see around you from the device you're watching this video on or listening to this audio on to the buildings you walk past every day to the home that you live in, um, the stores you shop in, all of those things were first created in someone's mind, in their imagination, before they became real and tangible. So everything in the world is created twice, first in someone's imagination, and then second in like the real world, quote unquote. Um, and that's why humans have imaginations. We have imaginations to use this law of attraction, to use this power that we have, because that's what it is. It's a power. So there's this story about uh, Roy Disney, who was Walt's brother, and uh, it was the day that Epcot opened, and Epcot opened, and it was this huge success, all these people were there, it was just, everyone was just blown away, it was just this magical, magical day, and the story goes, this reporter walked up to Roy Disney, and he goes, wow, this must be a bittersweet day for you, huh? And Roy's like, what are you talking about? You know, because how could it be bittersweet? It was like this incredible, successful day. And the reporter goes, well, 
Epcot's open and it's a success, but Walt's not here to see it. And Roy said, you know, Walt was a visionary. And the difference between Walt and you is that as a visionary, he will always, between, between you and every other visionary, is that visionaries create things and you're just going to be reporting on other people's creations. He goes, Walt was a visionary. Trust me, he saw all of this. What he meant was that Walt saw all of it in his mind, in his imagination, before it became real and tangible, right? He sketched it out based on what he saw in his imagination. You know, once you decide to change your mind, once you decide to change the thoughts that you're thinking, the beliefs that you hold on to, the emotions that you put out, your entire world is going to change. You know, it's kind of like the Facebook algorithm, like what you focus on, what you get emotional about, the universe is like, oh, this is what you like. I'm going to send more of that to you. So, you know, that's why it's important to focus on what you want rather than when you don't want. And, you know, I think there's a big problem with that in our society right now. People get so emotional about, you know, injustices that they see happen and they want to fight those things. But the way when you're fighting them, when you're, when you're getting emotional about them, you're just putting out that same level of energy and you're just going to create more situations that make you feel that same way and bring more people into your life that make you feel that same way. So we need to focus on what we do want, what rather than we don't want. So, yeah, you know, I, I've used this principle to attract everything in my life. From my husband, I, I wrote down a list of everything I wanted in the guy of my dreams from, you know, the way he looked to the way, you know, big things like honesty, loyalty um, to small things like he likes the same kind of music as I do, same sense of humor, you know, maybe those are big, maybe those are small, they're all important. But I read it morning, noon and night and two weeks later I met him and he was everything on the list. I've used this to get every job, every salary. Um, I think one of my favorite stories about it is, like I said, I've used it to get every salary. And at my last job, um, I was taking a pretty big pay cut. I was leaving the tech industry to work for a yoga company, but I really wanted the job and I was okay with taking the pay cut. Um, and I was talking to my future boss on the phone um, when he was offering me the job. And, you know, I come from tech, I'm used to negotiating salaries. And he was like, this is how much you're going to make. This is how much every person in this position has made. This is how much the person you're replacing has made. Like, this is what you're making. And he left like no room for negotiation, which coming from tech was kind of crazy to me, but you know, I really wanted the job and I was like, okay. And it was $10,000 less than I had written down in my journal. And I hung up the phone and I was like, well, that was weird. Like this always works. Why didn't this work? Um, but I didn't think too much of it. I just got to work. I loved what I was doing. I was happy. I was following my passion. Um, and a couple of weeks later, he called me like totally out of the blue. And he was like, you know, I've realized that you're the best hire I've ever made. I'm increasing your salary. And he increased it by $10,000 to the exact amount that I had written down in my journal. So this stuff is real. It's incredible. Um, it can change your life. And when you start to think this way, life becomes a game. It's fun. You get to attract into your life anything that you want. And it just can become this really fun thing. So I can't wait to continue on this journey with you. I'm Chris Ashley. My book 
change your mind to change your reality, how shifting your thinking can unlock your health, your relationships and your peace of mind. That's going to be out in about a year now. Um, it's off with the editors now, you know, it's been picked up by a publisher. Head over to change your mind to change your reality.com to download my free PDF guide. And again, you just have to put in your email address and your name and I'll send that over to you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.